Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I am pleased to welcome my friend, Alejandra Gonzalez, to the show. Allie, how are you? Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. I think I'm doing pretty okay, considering, you know, our our new circumstances. <laughs> sure, sure. Now, now, can you just, for the listeners, let them know, you know, what part of America you're living in, and maybe just talk a little bit about what day-to-day life's like for you right now? Sure. So um, I live in Miami, Florida. Uh, It's a little frustrating because people do come down here for spring break and they are still, you know, it's like the mayor from Jaws. We still have our beaches open here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So people are still out having a great time. People are having coronavirus parties and it's really frustrating. But I myself have definitely been keeping myself at home. I decided um, I'm going to start like actually working out every day. I feel better actually working out at home than I do at the gym because I'm more likely to do it since I don't have to actually go there. (laughs) So I'm feeling positive about that. I'm trying to do something positive for myself. And I do graduate next uh, month in April. So trying to look forward to those things. But besides that, I've just been watching a lot of movies. I've been watching some series, typical things. What's the status on your graduation as of right now? What the protocols do they have in place for that? Well, unfortunately, they did postpone the commencement ceremony. But um, I mean, of course, I'm going to be I'm actually going to get my diploma on time. The only thing is that I won't be able to walk until either the summertime or just like the fall semester. So that's unfortunate. But but you're graduating, isn't that that's that's the important thing, though, right? You're getting a diploma, right? That's the important thing, right? No more papers. Love it. I love it. Now, you and I both live in Florida. I'm yes. I'm in the uh, the uh, sort of the Orlando area, and you're down in Miami. So we're we're separated by about four hours. Things are very different up here in Ocala, where I live. We're not under a shelter in place or any type of lockdown. But from what I understand, and please correct me if I if I've got my information wrong. The area you're in, are you in a shelter in place order by the local government? Yeah, we are. And there's a curfew as well. It's 11. So I'm happy about that. But also, I feel like I almost think it should be a little stricter just because I want to get out of the situation Yeah, faster. Yeah, no, that's one of the things. And, and what's interesting is when, when people listen to this episode, it could, you know, a few weeks from now, things could drastically change. I mean, we're recording on March 31st right now, and the situation is so fluid, it changes day by day. And here in Florida, I think there's a, and I can only speak for myself, you know, my personal opinion, but I think there's this big question mark of, you know, what are we waiting for? Why are we not following suit like what everybody else is doing in the country? Why with the third most pop, the third largest population in the country, why are we leaving it up to just the local government to do what I think is the right thing by telling everybody stay and in, stay inside? And I love the idea of curfews. I mean, I've been doing self-isolation now for 10 days. I've left my house oh. three times to go to the grocery store, and that is it. That's that's all I've, uh, I haven't I haven't left at all. So uh, there's just this big question mark of when are we going to do it? Because you know, would you agree? It's inevitable. He's going to have to lock it down at some point, correct? I agree. I agree, and I just don't understand why we're like postponing it so much. Because, like you said, the rates keep going higher and higher, so they're going to have to do it eventually. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting is people are flocking to the state of Florida. 
People that are in these states that are locked down are coming down here. And I've been seeing on the news where they've got, you know, highway patrol checkpoints at the border crossings on the two interstates, uh, I-75 and I-95, because there's just thousands of people that are fleeing to the state of Florida. It's like, what is going on? It's frustrating and a little uh, bleak, but I am trying to, like, focus on what I can do to make the situation better because I get so mad at least once a day when I'm like going through Instagram and I'm seeing people in their cars, like going to their friend's house and they still believe that that's social isolation because it's less than 10 people. But that's the thing. Like you don't know who your friend has been with or who the person your friend has been with has been with. So it's like extremely frustrating that people kind of misunderstood that, uh, that, you know, protocol. And I get it because I'll tell you what, Ali, like on Saturday night, a, a good friend of mine who I haven't seen since all of this has gone down, you know, he called me and said, Hey, I'm, we're having a little get together over at my house tonight. You know, we'll have some drinks and play some music and just, you know, socialize. And I, the first question out of my, out of my mouth was, yeah, well, how many people are going to be there? And he's like, well, there's going to be seven of us. I said, I'm, I'm not going to make it. And he's like, what? Why not? I said, come on, man. I said, I've been doing yeah. everything I can to stay home and, and and not only like protect myself, but, you know, I've been working, I work with the public day in and day out at my right. job. So, and I'm what they call, I guess you'd say asymptomatic. I'm not showing any symptoms. I don't think I have the virus, but right. there's a chance that I might or may have. And so I'm making it a point to try to stay away from people. And I'm going to be invited to a social gathering of seven people. And I don't know what they've been doing. Like it's it's exactly a, it's a strange world we're living in now. I'll tell it you what. Strange. I think um, I mean, you know, I'm in my mid 20s. Like I would love to see my friends. I would love to, you know, have little coronavirus parties. But I live with my grandparents and my grandpa's diabetic. And I just don't want to put them at risk yeah. or myself even because I'm not sure if I'm gonna you know have any symptoms so yeah people please stay inside I know you miss your friends I miss my friends we all miss our friends FaceTime them or something do zoom chats that's something people are doing yeah you know but start, start a podcast I'm telling you it's been, start a it, podcast it's been keeping my sanity I'll tell you that <laughs> you know my friend my, my folks are calling me and my sisters are calling me and my brother is like how are you holding up I'm like well I've got the podcast to keep me occupied other than that like i have no routine and no schedule so i'm like i reached out to you a few days ago and i was like hey hey listen you want to do the podcast please please i've got to talk to people <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so this has been and i of course was just so busy i know that i had to i appreciate my schedule i appreciate you squeezing in a little time in your schedule <laughs> that's awesome well i'm glad that you're safe and i'm glad that your family is safe and your friends all they're all they're all safe and abiding by the uh the guidelines Yes, we are all on the same page, which is, you know, how I know I have the right friends. Sure. One of the things that I've been asking my guests when we do these episodes, the lockdown sessions, is I really want to, I have a lot of time on my hands. Everyone, sorry, I'm, I shouldn't say that. We all have a lot of time on our hands. And one of the ways that we seem to be occupying it is by consuming as much content as possible. And I was telling you before we started recording that I've got you know, all the, the Hulu, the Amazon, the Netflix and, and all that. And I'm struggling to find something to watch. So I'm really looking for people to guide me in the right direction. So Ali, what I was hoping you could do for me and for the listeners is come up with some recommendations. What are, what are some movies that we could be checking out right now? I, I, I would be really interested in what you have to say. So you go, the floor is yours. So I know that a lot of people, especially in the horror community, are turning to, you know, movies that 
pertain to what we're going through right now, like, you know, pandemic movies, zombie movies, um, contagion movies, things like that. But I can't do that because I will have a panic attack. (laughs) So I decided to have a theme of escapism with my choices. Awesome. Yes. So I think the first recommendation is going to be a surprise to nobody. And I think if anything, we have all the time in the world to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy (laughs) and take a little trip to Middle Earth. Um, I think those movies are probably like, I've seen so many people visiting them throughout the last few days of this self-isolation thing. And it makes me really happy because we're all on the same page. The world right now sucks, but Middle Earth, actually, I'm not going to say that. Middle Earth was going through some shit (laughs) in these movies, (laughs) but still somehow better than what we're going through. So I definitely think that... The Lord of the Rings is an essential viewing for for what we're going through right now. Well, that's really interesting that that was your first choice because I'm immediately being taken back to the first live stream we did Friday night when I openly admitted to only have seen, seen, I've only seen the first 45 minutes of Fellowship of the Ring and I haven't seen any of the other Lord of the Ring films. And I, oh my God. I know, I know that's not an uncommon reaction when I tell people that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what kind of frame of mind I was in when Fellowship of the Ring came out, but I kind of like jokingly say that like at the 40 minute mark when Gandalf was just lighting off fireworks at the barbecue I felt like it was time for us to get going and get this story rolling and so I just got up and left and and then ironically I had not seen The Two Towers or Return of the King and I'm one of these guys who prides myself on on all the Oscar you know best picture winners I always want to make sure I check those out but I haven't watched that one yet so when The Hobbit came out I said oh, I said you know what The Hobbit's a prequel I'm going to give it a go. So I went to the theater to see The Hobbit and I got up and I walked out because I said, okay, these guys are just in his kitchen singing songs right now. Can we, (laughs) can we just get to this? And that's like, I can't do this. I have to go. Now, having said all of that, Allie, I think the time has come for me to finally buckle down and watch these films. So I'm really glad that you're recommended. I think so too. It's definitely, I mean, I know everyone has probably told you this, but spending so much time with them really, really pays off at the end because you do get a taste for every single one of their characteristics and like their personality traits, which is important to the gratification you get at the end. So the Hobbit, I'm going to let that one go because, you know, it's not everybody's favorite, but you got to watch the trilogy and you have all the time in the world now. So just, you know, kind of bear with them for a little bit. And you know what? You make a really good point there. And I think you just sold me on, I, not that I was on the fence about sitting down, but sitting down <laughs> and watching them. But I think you just sold me because of what you said about the payoff that you get after spending so much time with the characters. Because I'm one of these guys who who always recommends a, lo- a lot of films from the 1970s, which could be dubbed as sort of slow burn films, movies that really take your time, take their time. Right. And, and so... By I'm being very hypocritical by saying that I walked out of the theater because the movie hadn't gotten going yet because I feel like <laughs> them, I've become a product of the, you know, give it to me right now generation when it comes to films. So, uh, well done. Well done. That's a great first pick. <laughs> yes. Well, it counts as like three picks sure. because it's three movies, <laughs> sure. but well, I think well, you should definitely give it a shot. Let me ask you this, though. I, from what I understand... There are multiple versions of Return of the King. Should I seek out the theatrical version upon first viewing? 
Oh my gosh. So I do have a, a podcast where we talk about the extended editions. I think start with the theatrical and that's kind of like sacrilegious. Like I know I'm going to get people disagreeing with me there, but I would start with the theatrical, especially if you already have a hard time getting through them and then see how you feel in a few months and visit the extended edition. Okay. Excellent. Yes. Perfect. All right. What do you got next? <laughs> so next I actually revisited this this morning and this one isn't much of an escapist film because it does have a lot to do with what we're going through, but it's Groundhog Day, of course. Oh, okay. And so Groundhog Day is one of my favorite movies ever. And I think that it's really, really relevant right now because I think we all feel like Bill Murray jumping to his death because <laughs> of how frustrating it is to feel like we're living the same day over and over again. But um, you know, he does a lot with the time he's given, the spare time he's given, because it does ultimately become spare time where he can, you know, spend improving himself. And that's, you know, what we should all try to do, even though we shouldn't feel guilty if we're not productive every single day. It's still, you know, motivation. That's really well said, because, you know, I, I, I like to say that one of the one of the things that I would always tell, you know, my family and my close friends, I'd say, you know, if I just had more time to work on the podcast, I would, you know, try to produce more episodes and I would try to do live streaming and I'd always put, a, but it was always that caveat of, well, if I just had more time, I'd be able to do more. And now I have more time. So I love what you said about sort of taking that time to improve yourself and improve the things that you want. And the irony of that is also that because I don't have a, a, like a hard routine or a, a set schedule anymore, that I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning every morning now. Like, yeah. And I don't mean like I wake up at three and then like just lay in bed for 10 minutes and then go back to sleep. It's like, no, I'm awake. I guess I'll start the coffee pot now and <laughs> watch the Today Show like like a grown up. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> Everybody seems to be having a hard time sleeping. Yeah, no. These days. I find that, you know, keeping a routine is really important. I wake up every day at eight. I do my workouts. I run and then I come home. I have breakfast. Luckily, I do still have school work to do. So, because um, I unfortunately am currently unemployed, like a lot of our listeners, I'm, I'm sure. So, getting a routine is really hard. But if you kind of enforce it or you give like your two hours a day to do something you really, really have wanted to do for a long time that you haven't been able to do. It really does help. And you should make it a point to try to learn something new every day. Like today, Correct. I learned how to properly thaw out bread that's in the freezer. I mean, <laughs> I mean th these are these are little things that as a, as a grown-up, uh, just, uh, I just never had to really think about before. And exactly. I have become quite the accomplished cook i might or accomplished chef i might add i'm learning I'm, i've been working on a lot of recipes lately so it feels good to make your own meals now right like i haven't eaten out since this whole thing started and i feel better so i'm trying you know like bill murray to kind of take these little things and appreciate them and do what i can to make life better for myself with these circumstances yeah i mean that's that's exactly it i'm like there could like talking to friends and they're like, when is this going to be over? I just kind of say, well, it could be a whole lot worse. And for a yep. lot of people it is a whole lot worse. I mean, I still, we live in Florida. We still have air conditioning. We still have electricity. Thank knock on wood, still have internet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, if you're going to be at home, there, there, there could be worse scenarios that you could be in if you're going to be stuck at home. And uh, now it's, yeah, but I, rec I, I recommend, you know, 
Try to learn something new every day, even if you just learn it by watching something on YouTube. Just read a Wikipedia page. Yeah, well, that's Once good. A day. Yeah, that's yes. good. Yes. That's awesome. Now, Groundhog Day is a movie that I saw in the theater, directed by Harold Ramis. I mean, it's it's a classic. It's one of those ones that very rarely do I watch a movie where I'm like, I don't want this to end. I'm having so much fun <laughs> with, with the scenarios that they're laying out. And just thinking about it on a technical level, I mean, you think the average scene probably takes anywhere on the low end of three to four maybe five takes, and then you have to shoot from different angles and get different coverage. So imagine, if you will, how how tedious it must have been to shoot some of those scenes because, you know, he repeats things like 20, 30 times in some cases in this film, and to shoot them slightly different each time, like that was, that was a monumental task, which I don't know if everyone really appreciates, like hmm. the technical achievement of that film. I honestly never thought about it. <laughs> But now that you mentioned it, like he must have felt like he was going crazy just filming the movie absolutely. because of how many takes it must have taken. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they, it, it, all right, let's get a wardrobe change. All right, we're going to do this all over again. But this time, Bill, I need you to do it this way and slightly different. Oh, I mean, I can only imagine. But, you know, him and Harold Ramis were really good friends. So I'm sure they were having a blast. I'd love to see some of the outtakes from that shoot. <laughs> oh, and of course, you know, I just... I just love Bill Murray, honestly. So just watching him on screen makes me happy. And I think we all need to smile a little bit more these days. So it's, it's Bill Murray at its best. It's his, you know, that's that real snarky, you know, I just love him. You see it in, you see it in Scrooge, you see it in Ghostbusters, you see it in Groundhog Day, like just that, that sort of that it's a Bill Murray personality. It's, it's uniquely right. his. It's exactly. awesome. I wonder if he's really like that in person. <laughs> I would love to know. Listeners, if you've ever met Bill Murray, please email the show at the Dana Buckler Show at gmail.com. Tell me your story. I'll share it on the next episode. <laughs> what do you got next? So next, hmm, I have a list in front of me and I don't know which one to go with, but I think I'm going to go with David Lynch's Dune. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hear me out. I'm going to. I want to. <laughs> so the next Dune is going to come, or fall. The new adaptation is going to come out. You're going to have to watch Dune anyway, if you really, really want to, you know, compare the two. And you're going to laugh. I love Dune. I think Dune is hilarious, and I think it's really good. You know, well, it's not really good, but it's, you know, it's fun to watch is what I'm saying. And I think Dune should be a movie that you watch with your friends on FaceTime or something, because watching it with other people is always a lot of fun. And of course, it takes you to another world obviously. And it's just got all the makings of something that you'd want to watch during a movie night. So have a movie night, just set up a virtual one. I think that's what I'm going to do this weekend, actually. Excellent. Well, keep me in the loop on that one, because I know I've seen the movie. We may be going back 30 <laughs> years. I always mix it up with Ice Pirates whenever I start thinking about the movie. Did you ever see Ice Pirates? No. All right. Well, just just YouTube the trailer for the Ice Pirates, and you'll understand why. When I say that, I feel like I I kind of mix the two up together. Listeners are probably going, "What are you even talking about, Dana?" But <laughs> that being said, the movie. I think the reason I haven't seen it is because you you do hear a lot of more negative talk towards the film than I, than you typically do positive. But as somebody who really appreciates 
you know, 1980s practical effects or, or the, the type of effects that they used in the 80s, I really feel like it's, it's probably time to give it a rewatch. Does Kyle MacLachlan star in that movie? Yes, he does. I need, yeah, yeah. I, I need to rewatch that. It's been a very long time. It's a journey. It's definitely a journey, um, but it's near and dear to my heart. It makes me laugh because it's just so ridiculous. It's, I don't want to say it's so bad that it's good. But it, it, it's a really good time to watch with other people. If you watch it by yourself, you'll laugh, though. So <laughs> do with that what you will. Okay. All right. Perfect. What else you got yeah. for me? So the next one is something that I picked because I know that I myself, whenever I'm watching too many fantasy movies or too many movies that aren't really grounded in the real world, I do get a little bit like antsy. So I did choose something that was a little bit more grounded, but still has this kind of air of like magical realism to it. So I chose Itumama Tambien, okay. which is my favorite porn film ever. And you know, it's, it's about a road trip. So it might make you sad that you can't go on one right now. <laughs> but it still does have that kind of magical realistic element to it that makes it feel like another world entirely it's so beautiful and you know it's it's gonna make you long for for when this is all over in a good way okay uh where's the it's a foreign it's an international film as you said correct can you give me just a little basic history on the film what country is it from yeah so it's mexican okay it's actually by alfonso coron so it it's one of his more accessible films and i think you know one of his most popular ones and i know that a lot of people that you know are spanish speaking do love this film <laughs> and a lot of people that aren't spanish speaking love the film too so um it's from 2001 and it says it's a road film here which is exactly true they go on a road trip and um it's two young boys and an older woman and they all fall in love with each other so it definitely does have um a romantic kind of vibe to it that i think will make you feel a little bit more hopeful okay and where where's the easiest way to find that film this one, let's look on Letterboxd. I, this used to be on Netflix, but I'm not sure if it is. Let's look if it's streaming for free anywhere. So, no. Oh, it, it is on Netflix. It okay. It's here that it's on Netflix. Okay, awesome. So, oh, cool. definitely check it out there. Or you could just rent it if it's not on there on Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. All right, definitely that one's, uh, I'm putting that one on the, on the, on the short list. It's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. It's one of my favorites. I'll probably watch that before Lord of the Rings, if I'm being honest, That's though. That's totally fine. Okay. It's a lot shorter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do got to warn you, it is a little bit of a slow burner at first uh, as well. Okay. All right. No worries there. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So what do you got next? Next? Hmm. What do I want to go with? I think I'm going to go with Pirates to the Caribbean because... I love those movies. I don't care what anybody says. I think they're amazing. At least the first three are. And it's going to give you that sense of adventure. I think the production value is amazing. And you've got time to immerse yourself in a really, really, like, elaborate lore, right? So why not go with Pirates of the Caribbean? They are coming up with one in the future, I believe, as well. Yeah, and that was one that I resisted in the beginning. Resisted watching it. I mean, I think it came out in, uh, I don't know, 2003, something like that, if I remember correctly. So that's 17 years ago. And I think I was in my, what's the, let's see, what's what's the time frame? 2003, I would have been, let's see, if I turned 21 in, so I would have been about 25 years old at that time. Okay. And to know 25-year-old Dana was to know that I was uh, a, what I thought, a pre- pretentious film watcher. 
Okay. <laughs> so I was only seeking out the in- indie stuff, you know, like, like utterly ridiculous. I, I'm 41 now and look back at that and go, what were you even thinking? So, <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, I was just like, well, if it, if it doesn't say Miramax on it, I'm not interested type of, type of, I, I'm just so embarrassed to admit that, but I'm admitting it because I'm not that way anymore. That being said, you know, I we see- We all have those, those, uh, stages when we're first like really immersing ourselves in the film world i think absolutely and uh i was like if i can't go to a coffee shop and talk about this movie i don't want to see it (laughs) type of situation (laughs) um but that being said like i remember the trailer coming out i'm like oh disney i don't want to see this whatever and then you know like a year later i finally sit down and watch it and i'm just i think pirates of the caribbean might be responsible for me like breaking out of that ridiculous shell that i was in oh my gosh because, that's amazing because i'm watching this movie and I, i'm two things one you mentioned the production design fantastic the performance by johnny depp which he was nominated for best actor for that performance like I know Are it's you serious. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, I had no idea. Absolutely. So I know it's gotten kind of you know his run as Jack Sparrow may have gotten a little stale, but people have to remember like that was wildly different than any performance that he had given prior to that. Prior to that, he was he was working with Burton on some films, but he was that was in my opinion that was the breakthrough role for him that made him like the megastar Johnny Depp. Right, and I think um he modeled this after Mick Jagger, which is like. Oh, it was Keith, Keith Richards. It was definitely yes. Keith Richards. That's why we get Keith Richards in one of the subsequent sequels. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm probably honestly I'm probably going to revisit these tonight because I the movies have something charming about them. I really love them. I don't know if it's because of my association with the movies and the ride that is like my favorite ride in uh, Disney World, but I do think these films have an interesting story to them and I think again there are a few characters that are really, really solid that you do kind of want to see succeed. And and I think they're fun, you know? Right now, it's all about fun. I don't want to watch anything that's going to make me sad. Yeah, and it it was just, it was a really, like you said it perfectly, it was a really fun movie. It was just, it was, and I realized, because, you know, for me, Disney always sort of had that moniker of really just wholesome family fun, but that was a PG-13 rated movie. Right. A lot of these scare me when I was younger. And I think that's why I love them so much because I am a horror person deep, deep down. So they do remind me of the genre. And I really, really think that they're kind of intense, actually. And what's interesting is for all the praise that I'm heaping on the Curse of the Black Pearl, I haven't seen any of the sequels. Oh. So that being said, Ali, I'll ask you, how far into the sequels do I really need to go? I think as far as like the third one and you're good. Okay. You don't have to watch four or five. I I liked the last one that came out a lot because I have a very, very personal attachment to Barbosa, but I think you don't need to watch anything past the third one. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you so far, you're, you're knocking it out of the park with these recommendations. This is, this is just a, this is what exactly what I wanted to hear. Just, let's, some fun movies. What else do you have? Fun. So actually, this is the last one. Okay. So the last one is probably, I don't acknowledge it often as my favorite movie of all time, but I will never get tired of this movie. And it is I, what I think is the best film ever made. So um, I'm going to recommend The Wizard of Oz. Okay. Because if nothing else, it's going to remind us that there really is no place like home and we're so lucky 
to be here for however long we have to be here because we have a place to be. And there are a lot of people that don't and are exposed to this dangerous thing all day, every day, who are still working that wish they could be home to keep their family safe and they can. So I think the Wizard of Oz, one, takes you to a different world, a great world. I fucking love the Land of Oz. And then B, will just remind you that everything ends and there is no place like home. So I think that was a good conclusion I, to uh, my list. I got to tell you, yeah, that was really good. I mean, there's not much more I can say that, that tops what, <laughs> what you, I can't top what you just said. I just can, I just agree with it. Like that's so well said. And I think I've seen The Wizard of Oz six or seven times, but probably haven't seen it in 20 years. And, oh, wow. And as somebody who's really just going, grown to a, appreciate film more than be a snob about it, like just really just appreciate movies, especially what they did way back then, uh, this one definitely warrants a rewatching, a reviewing. And, you know, you just really nailed it there with what you said about... You know, there's so many people there that wish they could be at home right now, but they're out there doing their jobs. And and uh, we don't have it that bad at all. We really don't. If we're stuck we at really home. Don't. And I'm sitting there going, well, as long as I don't lose Internet, even if I lose Internet, <laughs> that's going to be OK because I'm I'm OK. You know, like You've I'll, got physical media. Yeah, I'll, I'll be OK. <laughs> so you're you're right. And, you know, that comment you said just kind of just puts it all into perspective. So, you know, bravo to you. Oh, thank you. I mean, you know, it does suck. It's not like I don't wish I was, you know, <laughs> seeing my friends and going out. I do. And I get really frustrated being in here all the time. I want this to be over so that I can go out. But it can be a lot worse. You know, there's we have access to entire world at the palm of our hands. And we're not taking advantage of that right now. And I think that um, that we should. Yeah. You know, Ali, speaking of horror. Uh, it was brought to my attention by a listener of the show, Matty Feck, actually. He was, I think, the first ever listener of this show six and a half years ago. So, Matty, I know you're listening. I love you, man, and I hope you're staying safe up there. Uh, he had posted on Facebook about a week ago that Shudder, the, the horror streaming service, is giving a month away free if you use the promo code SHUTIN. Uh, all one word, all capitalized. And I took advantage of that now. By the time this comes out, I don't know if that offer is still into effect, but I would imagine given everything that's going on, they're probably going to extend it. Um, this is I hope so. This is not an advertisement for Shutter. I'm not paid by them. This is just the fact that, uh, you know, it's just a, some more options. And I, I'm not watching as much horror as I used to, but they've got some really great documentaries on there. So if it, nothing else, try their one month free. Use the offer code, promo code SHUTIN. I think it's amazing that they do that. I'm, I think they've done that before as well. One other time. I don't remember if it was like for women in horror month or I don't remember for what else, but it was really, really amazing. I think Shudder is a great streaming site and everybody should definitely take advantage of that. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Speaking of, uh, uh, let's talk about podcasts for a second. What's going on with your podcast? Can we expect to see anything <laughs> or hear anything in the next little while? I hope so. Um, my co-host and I are struggling <laughs> mentally with everything that's going on. So we haven't recorded anything in about two weeks, but I'm going to, you know, see when they're up for recording again uh, for sequels. And the same thing with Going Helms Deep, which is my Lord of the Rings podcast. <laughs> which I'm going to start listening to as soon as I'm done watching the series, watching the <laughs> the, 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 the trilogy, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so um we haven't recorded in a while but those episodes are a little bit you know more padded 
because um, we're covering like three films. We're not really doing an episode regularly. So I haven't really recorded much. Unfortunately, I do miss my co-host, but hopefully that does change soon when we kind of all get into a normal routine while we're in in self-isolation. Sure. And you know what? As we're talking about The Lord of the Rings, uh, I realized that Kevin Smith may have played a role in me not seeing them either after watching Clerks 2. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I hate that scene. I get... Every time I'm on a date or something and I'll be like, oh, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, then they'll be like, oh my god, wait, no, Star Wars is better. Have you seen Clerks (laughs) 2? And I'm like... Yes. Yes, I have. Thank you. I saw this date Cler- is over. I saw Clerks <laughs> over. I love it. I saw Clerks 2 in the theater. Oh, that was back in what? I think 2005 or 2006, way back then. But uh, yeah, I just remember that was rather comical. <laughs> I'm going to reserve judgment on whether or not I agree with the uh, debate or the uh, the argument that the, the arguments that are laid out in that film until <laughs> I actually see the movies. So, but it's a pretty funny scene. It is. A, it's hilarious. And I kind of understand where people are coming from with the whole it's just walking thing. <laughs> but isn't Star Wars just flying? Yeah, and true. Space, and, right. <laughs> and you got to remember, you got to remember, and I'm going to catch a lot of shit for what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> this was back in a time when Disney didn't own Star Wars and we didn't have all these other Star Wars. This is back when it was just the original trilogy and the prequels. Right. And so, you know, there was, I feel like there may have been a little more, a little bit more gravitas towards Star Wars, where that may have become um, slightly diluted over the past uh, eight years. <laughs> yes, Poss- I understand exactly what you're saying. Possibly. possibly I like so. how you can hear the, the light treading in your voice. Yes, I'm trying my best, you know. Uh, <laughs> some of the most popular episodes that I've recorded, uh, the ones that have the most downloads, usually start with Star Wars in the title of them. So I'm very conscious and cognitive of, of you know, what's popular on my show. So I don't want to alienate people. <laughs> but that being said. That we being love said. Star Wars here. And oh. we also love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. We don't got to pick. No, yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> And what does uh, what does Elias say in, in Clerks too? He wants to do the the ultimate fan page for Transformers and Lord of the Rings. Oh my god, I don't even remember. All I remember was like him saying that the Hobbits were gay or something, and then him saying that Lord of the Rings was just a bunch of walking. <laughs> yeah. said, I repressed that memory said, of that. Film. Listen, the line where he said even the trees walked in that movie is still <laughs> one of the best laugh out loud moments in that entire movie. And I love that movie. I think that movie's hilarious. You know what? That's fine. Kevin Smith is clearly a Star Wars guy, but Stephen Colbert is a Lord of the Rings sure. guy. And I love Stephen Colbert, so I'm going to listen to him. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so Ali, if uh, if people want to find your podcast, where can they do that? Where should they be searching? I'll, I'll of course, include some links in this episode's show notes as far as where they can find them. But you just want to go over the names of them one more time and what they're about? Absolutely. So, sequels, we cover direct-to-video sequels, um, and we just kind of shoot the shit on that show. I, I think that's why a lot of people like listening to us. It's not... You're not going to get any insight on that show, but you can listen to us on anywhere, really, see, um, on Spotify. You can listen to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud. And then we also have uh, Going Helms Deep, which is my Lord of the Rings podcast with um, some of the other guys over at Talk Film Society, where we 
uh, go over the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. And we're actually also doing The Hobbit now, so which I'm excited about because I love those movies. They are not so excited about it, but that's <laughs> fine. So, And that one you can listen to on Spotify. Awesome. And if people want to follow you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at sick underscore underscore six six and on Instagram at sick dot six six. Outstanding. All right. Well, listen, Allie, I'm glad that you're staying safe. You're at home, that your family's okay, your friends are okay, and that you are, you, you know, you found a way to, to continue to have a routine through all this madness that we're going through. So thank you so much for being on the show. And I know we're going to, we've already been talking about, you know, having you back soon. And I've invited you to do some live streams with us. So I, I know I'll be talking to you soon, but thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. And it made me want to watch some of these movies again. It's the same here. Same here. Excellent. <laughs> all right. So for the listeners out there, I, again, I will reiterate that I hope you are all stay, you are all staying safe. I hope you're all at home. Those of you that have to go out to work, you know, we're, we're thinking about you and we hope that, uh, hope that you stay safe as, as much as you can. And, uh, my name is Dana Buckler and thank you so much for listening.